Check. 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 Skirt, skirt. Welcome to Ghosts on the Ox episode. <laughs> that was the cold open. <laughs> yes. Episode 68. Eight. Thank you. Hell yeah. Episode 68. It's weird looking at that camera. Like last time. Okay. We have two cameras this time. Say, say hi to your camera. Hello. Camera, camera two. Yeah. What's up? It's weird that I get to look at a different one than you. Anyways. Okay. So we're in the same recording space. But we have two cameras and we have a new guest today. I'm Devin, by the way. Uh, and with me is Trey. Introduce yourself. Hi, I am Emma. I am here with Ghost on the Ox. I'm absolutely stoked to be here and share all the magic of what I do with you guys. Um, I have quite a bit to cover today. Yeah, what, what, let's get into that. Let's go straight in. What do you do? What are the things you're into? And what do you do? Well, I don't I, know. Like, I don't want to put one label on it. I want you to elaborate. There's, um, we can start with the websites. There's a few websites that I work with, and one of them is called keywesttourist.com. Hell yeah. Um, it was created by my uncle and started by my dad. I help them with the music schedule that we post on there. We have a lot of um, really cool things for people who are interested in traveling to Key West. Uh, I was born there. My dad and uncle used to live there. They used to okay. vacation there a lot. So they just have a lot of love for the place. And because they were there before, you know, a lot of people found out about it, they knew like the old Key West and stuff. So they're just trying to save a bit of that in this new world where everyone's moving there and it's just becoming really expensive. So are you, are you seeing a lot of people move in there rather I, than just tourism? I've seen a lot of people move out, actually. Oh, really? That's what I would expect. Tourism. Yeah. Yeah. But so we're trying to provide a little bit of a, like a safety net for, you know, local artists down there or people who work down there. So that way we don't lose that vacation spot as it is. Mm. Um, yeah, because that would be pretty whack if uh, everybody goes there to vacation for its character and then everybody going there to vacation erases the character. It kind of sounds like um, some of the situation what happened in um, uh, Plymouth and mm. uh in Cape Cod. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, Never a, been. Yeah. There's a, or it's a certain town. I forget what exactly it's called. It's near Plymouth Rock. Um, but there, it's got like this uh, huge culture to it, but it's, it also is a huge tourist trap, you know? And so apparently I've only been there a couple of times as a kid, but apparently like way back in the day, it was way more of like an organic thing. Many such cases, you know, you hate to see it. Yeah, so that's why we were really motivated to kind of like create this space where people can, you know, enjoy that part of it, being a tourist, as well as just like experiencing, you know, where to go see the live music that people who have lived there their whole lives are still playing and, and performing at the local bars, where to go on fishing charters, you know, um, which hotels and guest houses to stay at that are like the most acclaimed. You can go right on the site and click for hotel reservations and links to their websites to find out more about everything that you want to do when you're there. So you can plan your entire trip before even leaving your house. Awesome. So is the, is the idea more to support like local businesses as opposed and like protect them from encroaching like new business or is it like, 
Yeah, so okay. it's, it's to keep the people like Schooner Wharf Bar who have been there since, you know, the old Key West days and mm-hmm. like um, support Fantasy Festival, which has been a iconic festival that they throw every year mm-hmm. around Halloween. And um, it's really so that we can kind of find a balance between supporting the locals because we offer free ads and um, like unbiased uh, paid unpaid listings of attractions and everything that you can do there. So it's not like, you know, this patient person paid me more to be able to say like, I so like them more. Listing yeah. Something. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's more like a genuine, just love of the Key West that we want to share with other people so that we could still, you know, support them in going there and, and, you know, putting money into their economy. But also like, if you want to, when you live there, contact us and and have your job or, or your events or your you know fishing charter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you want that promoted for free, we do that That's so awesome. that way they don't lose their spot down there. And the, everyone's so, coming; they spend their money with them. I have a couple questions about this. Do you do you have like a curation process of like what makes it on, what doesn't, or is it just literally they hit you up? and they want to be on it, they want to be listed, so you put them on, or it's in a well-known place, so you would put it on, or? Well, what we do is we go on to Facebook, all the websites itself, and my uncle has designed a program to pull all the information that is possible, like, that's available to us. Okay. So if you post about it, we're promoting it for you. It doesn't matter if it's, like, you know, a new person or an old person, um... If we see that you're an artist in Key West or a business in Key West, we just try and pull as much information off we can. And then we'll try and reach out to you if you want like a specific picture or article mm. or anything that you want up there. That kind of reminds me. It seems like a more uh, official and uh, like fleshed out version of what Marty Spacel's got going on. With I was going to say Coast Treasure Submerged. Coast Submerged. Yeah, shout out like Treasure Coast Submerged. Shout out. Marty the GOAT. <laughs> uh, it does a lot of the same thing. I'm sure you've seen him just repost like every time there's a, a local music event or something. He just like screenshots and reposts it just one to one with the caption. He's even yeah. reposted the podcast a few times. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My other question was uh, 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 now I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, my, now I, do you. So you're talking about like trying to kind of preserve but promote. At the same time, the local business and aesthetic and all that stuff. Do you ever worry about like the the first thing that came in my head was almost like if you give something almost too much attention, all the tourists will like ruin it. Do you ever think about that? Is that like coming to your head when you're like, yeah, I do think about a it a lot, um, especially because it's kind of already happened to Key West. Mm. So that's why we figured, you know, we'd do this kind of almost like a last ditch effort to try and just preserve what my dad and uncle and family has always loved so much about Key West. Like, yeah, I do agree with putting so much, you know, highlight on going there and the tourism and how that's affecting the locals and they don't necessarily like it, but you know, you could always stay a few keys up or you just go down for a day. It doesn't matter if you're even going just for a concert and just want to, you know, cause people who have guest houses and stuff or Airbnbs, usually that's local people who are like offering up 
a room or something in their house where you can support them as well. So it's nice because you can yeah. find better places to be able to like actually put your money back into their market, mm. you know, rather than just buying from whatever tourist store they put in there recently. So right on. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised with how popping Key West is because I've never been to the Keys. I grew up in, my, in Florida my entire life, and I've never been to the Keys somehow. I've been, I uh, think. But, that's wild. I think yeah. twice I've been. But what the, the the thing that I remember the most about the Keys was uh, in marching band. Uh, they and Sebastian High School were in a rank completely just to their own above everybody else because of how fucking huge their bands were. We're talking mm. like 300 plus students in this band, which was unprecedented. Uh, and it's because I What's guess like average size. I, I probably like a, we had a band of like 160. Okay. Usually it's like between like a hundred, like a hundred to 200 usually. Okay. Uh, they had like 300 plus. It was nuts. They got backups. Uh, they got enough to like. They had like they had <laughs> yeah, second string. Twelve sousaphones on the field at once. They got whataphones in the same year that I was the one sousaphone in my band. It was stupid. <laughs> but in any event, the the reason why I figured is because they only have Key West High School there. It's just the one high school, and then for all the keys, you know. And so it's like, but I, that's been my only impression of the keys. But then. I guess it is like because I always thought that it would be like kind of uh, too small almost to be a tourist trap area. Like it would be too rural to like. But I guess like what exactly is the what brings the, the tourists in besides like, you know, obviously the beautiful beaches and all of that. What is the main draw to, of the key? Well, I, off the top of my head, I know of two things. What? I, the two things that I remember specifically mm-hmm. is southernmost point of Florida. True. Mile yeah. zero. Uh, yeah. Mile zero. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was, um, uh, the Wrigley's Believe It or Not Museum. Really? It's in the Keys? Yeah. I'm so surprised you didn't say Mallory Square. Well, Mallory was, Square is where all the street performers go. It's like right at the end of the little strip of all the shops and bars and everything down by the water. And, and I was a kid when I went, so I probably fire, don't remember that. Tightrope walk. They juggle knives and stuff. That's one of the things that actually got me into wanting to spin fire, too, mm. was just, you know, being born in Key West. My dad always talked about how much he loved it there and how cool the people in Mallory Square were. And, like, every single time we go there, we make it a point to go down there and try and see somebody performing. So I, I think now a goal to me to go and perform there, too, which is I, like I think if I went cool. now as an adult, I would be into that. But as a kid, I don't think I even knew that existed. Well, honestly, it's just kind of like the the carefree, really laid back lifestyle that really attracts people there because mm-hmm. that's like what you want on a vacation, you know. So when you go there, you can go to, you know, Rick's, which is like an upstairs bar that overlooks Duval Street, which is in the main strip of where everyone goes and parties all night. And you can go there and, and dance outside. Well, it's like kind of outside. It's covered, but it's. It's super fun. It's just a really high energy, you know, high. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a really fun environment to go to. Um, They also have other bars like Garden of Eden, which is like a nudist bar Mm. where you can go and you can, you know, go once you go in, take clothes off, go have fun, dance, do whatever. And then you can go back to your regular life right after on Monday. A nudist bar. 
that seems like something that could only exist in a very particular culture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> For real. They even have a whole like they have a little gay strip where their walkway is just a little rainbow. And then you can there's like drag queens standing outside the bars and stuff. It's just a different environment. Mm. Like Im- like imagine walking down the street naked with your body painted. And that's all you have on, and you're just drunk partying with your friends. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It sounds like a great time, and it's things that like dad got to do, and it's just, you know, kind of bucket list type stuff. And that's why I've always been so fascinated with his stories and mm. things that he got to do there. And I know that he wants other people to get to experience that as well. So. Understandable for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a similar situation that uh, like what we've got going on with the scene here. You know, trying to make something happen yeah. you know in the scene or like so much has cl- happened recently yeah i know which you is great done a lot it's great to see well it's not just us you know it's good to see you know that it, there's a lot of people out there like really putting in the work to make shit happen around here which has been very uh encouraging given how this, this, given how a, much of an uphill battle it seemed to be it's a little newer here though i think the keys have always been Oh well, yeah, of course. You know, been been around and has had that reputation for a long time. Yeah, the yeah. been, really been established for way, way longer than fucking St. Lucie has. St. Yeah. Lucie just started picking up like after COVID, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so like that's. It's yeah. funny enough. My grandparents actually moved here to get away from all the people that were moving down to Florida, and really? then COVID happened, and then after that, everyone moved here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, we got to move again. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Oof. They were like, it's too busy on the roads down in Palm Beach Gardens, so we're going to move up here. <laughs> now it's really busy on the roads <laughs> here. And they're like, I was like, what the heck? Damn. Yo. So, unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really funny point. Um, actually, one of the, I guess that's a good segue into kind of like fire performing. Yeah, I was that's just about to ask about that. Yep. I found around here was, um, shout out to Go Spread the Flow. They just became an official um business and uh they just got their website up you can go check it out at spreadtheflow.com um they actually do several jams a week and a jam what that includes is free classes for juggling hooping poi staff anything you can think of that's like you know like circus related or, Mm. or like performance related you can learn fire performing which was the coolest aspect for me because having somebody to actually learn and teach from and and interact with and ask questions like when i need to and instead of just watching a youtube tutorial mm. on something and pausing and going back and pausing and going back which is which i imagine would be thing. difficult while you're trying to actually do it exactly <laughs> yes so it's really fun to be like hey you know i don't quite get this like what what are you doing with your hand behind there and like they oh well you know you just got to do that instead oh okay i get it now <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's been a really cool learning experience as well as just the community that they provide um you know feeling so welcome so supported and so like free to be me and to be free flowing around these people you know it's the flow means um <laughs> they do flow jams at island root every other Wednesday and Stewart. They do it at on Thursdays at Havakava and Stewart as well. Um, Fridays they do it at Rooted Reef and Four Pierce. Um, I know Tuesdays they also do it at Tyed's Tea House, and I believe that's in Cocoa Beach. And they just have more plans coming. It's amazing to see. You know, what I've what I've noticed with the whole like flow community is it's very like dedicated, it seems. 
Oh yeah. People who are into flow it's, are really into flow. It's addicting, yeah. man. Doing it is addicting. And you know, from I, I haven't hung around the go flow or the um, go spread the flow people too much, but in the time that I have, all of them are super cool people, super open, super willing to teach. Just like she said, uh, Pete was my flow sensei. Shout out Pete, Ty Jesus. Uh, you know, taught me all kinds of different stuff on the poi. It was it was huge fun. I would definitely if I was around like closer by, I would definitely be there a lot more often. It's a lot of fun. That's another cool thing they do is like speaking of, you know, uh, Ty Jesus, he performs mm -hmm. at the flow nights that we do every week and they supposed to come on the podcast soon. Oh, that's awesome. Assuming he ever got over that headache. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's, it legends has it to this day. He's still he, bedridden. Still has it. He came on one time a long time ago when I was still recording out of my garage mm -hmm. and it, it, my garage was. To be fair, really hot. <laughs> and he, uh, he, he, I caught him in a lie because he said, I have a headache really bad. Can we, can we wrap this up soon? And then we ended up like ending it early because oh, no. he had a headache, but it was really it was just, just like, hot. yeah, oh, no. I felt bad. But I caught him, like, we became friends like soon <laughs> after that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, yo, I know you, Captain. Were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you serious? Yeah. One thing I've no the reason I brought that up with the like dedication thing is because like I've noticed in so many other groups that people are just like not like people as a whole just like flaky like people come and go. Oh my god! But I've I feel like everywhere I've ever gone to where flow is happening, mm -hmm. I see the same people all mm -hmm. so so often. Well, yeah. and they've been doing it for a minute too. Like they've really been putting in the work to build that that clientele that that strong you know regular mm -hmm. base. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to get to the level where I've seen these people are at. Like I've, you know, I picked up Poi maybe in 2014. And so about 10 years ago already. And I have seen people. Why did people, you have to say that? 2015. <laughs> uh. um, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but despite having done it so long, I've seen other people just absolutely dominate in progress when it comes to like they pick up a new prop and within a month or two they can do moves that i still can't do mm. and I, or yet you know um jt always tells us not to say that we can't do something as we just don't know how to do it yet mm -hmm. you know which is always Real. a really great mindset to have and be reminded to have as True. well um but it's it's just amazing to see because like the hard work pays off and a lot of these people perform and do it as a job and yeah. that's one of the reasons that i've been so motivated and dedicated to do it as well as the fact that like he said it was it's kind of addicting i i you know hurt my hand about two weeks ago and i haven't been able to spin any fire and i i really miss it i want to, i can't mm. wait to spin fire again. did you hurt it in relation to spin no fire or? no oh, longboarding okay. uh, <laughs> yeah another thing that's addicting i've heard people mm. get really into that yeah, I definitely miss that as an outlet, but I just find that ugh, I'm not, I can't bounce back as quick mm. as I used to be able to. So yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather spin fire because even with like some hesitation with like not wanting to get burned sometimes, you know, I've had it where it hits my arm and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Mm. Like, didn't even hurt. <laughs> Speaking of JT, like I, I don't, I've never had, I've only seen him, um, I've never had like a one-on-one -on -one with him. I've never talked to him, but I've seen him at every time of any float thing. He is such like an uplifting, like, like, like makes you want to just makes you feel just good vibe. personality. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's got that that anime protagonist aura. Yeah. <laughs> just makes you want our friendship. Yes. He's amazing. He um definitely welcomes everyone in with open arms. He absolutely loves to see when people like make some like you said dedication to the flow and like that's really his um from what I've gathered talking to him that's like his mission it's just like mm. spreading happiness through that and being able to like everyone give people an outlet flow. yes everyone shall flow like just the the happiness the community the you know the feeling of it mm. the the feeling of like harnessing fire like one of the coolest things in my opinion was just feeling like an actual avatar <laughs> i was i was literally just about to say how many people do you think avatar last night brenda got into uh into fire spinning <laughs> oh so many of I, I swear like a lot of the people that i meet like they they obviously know that show you know yeah. like i was at jenny springs with some of the flomies and we were had like body paint flomies yeah so instead the of the flow homies home, yeah yeah <laughs> i love that yeah the flomies. The flomies um we were at jenny springs and there was this guy he had he had a bald head so we drew the little arrow on it <laughs> like, oh, nice you love this so it was just i don't know it's one of the cute things that you know from a childhood you get to kind of like be the adults you always looked up to as well mm -hmm. which is like really cool and it's family friendly which is one of the coolest things about it it's an alcohol and drug-free event so it's a lot of recovery a lot of healing a lot of you know if you need somebody to talk to we're all there for you if you you know don't want to talk you just want to spin it out come come spin it out you know if you just spin want to come have out, fun that's the best one have fun come and learn something new you know um i think the coolest part of it is just being able to like apply flow to daily uh situations as well it's like kind of just learning like it says to go with the flow mm -hmm. and you know when things change just you know kind of just deal with it and see which direction it takes you mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you know i'm spinning with something and i accidentally do something i i wasn't planning on them but i'm like oh i kind of like that. you can still work with it yeah still work with it yeah just go on to the next thing just move on so that's you know there's some really cool takeaways from it as well as like i can also go and perform, which is, you know, a lucrative aspect of it, which is nice as well. Um, it's kind of hard to get your like foot in the door with that though. Um, I've done it with just some people locally for some birthday parties and such like that. Because of a skill level type of thing? Well, it's also, you need insurance. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So that makes sense. you need insurance and you need to have like, seen, a safety license. I've seen some really? accidents. Yeah. That makes sense. That I've makes, seen. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Actually. Yeah. I remember um, at the back when the distillery was still a thing, there was a, a fire spitting thing going on. I don't know who it was that did it, but um, so I don't want to accidentally talk about it about anyone because I don't know who it was. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it didn't go so well. <laughs> uh, nobody was hurt or anything, but stuff like the the stuff that was on fire, like didn't go out when they were trying to put it out um oh, no. like they like when they, they the fuel like, yeah it just kept going and oh. they put a blanket or their towel or whatever on it and they kept having to like beat it because it would just kept burning why were they beating it well because they were like done like it was we were switching people i think yeah but and then they were putting it down to switch to a different thing so they were putting it out 
But if you beat it, you add oxygen to well, the flame. Uh, that's what they were doing. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, you're supposed to suffocate the flame. And this the is oxygen why we is take... deprived of it. And that's yeah. why this is why you get your fire safety license. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually have mine yet, but it's in the works right now. So that's one of the, you know, this current month's goals. Cool. Attaining that license as well as the um, insurance that comes with being able to perform in public places for, like you said, safety reasons. Actually, like, you know, just a little going back to like Mallory Square for a while, my um, my grandpa was telling me that somebody was spinning fire and they caught a pedestrian on fire. Mm. And they had to push them into the water. Mm. So it kind of like put a pause on things. Yeah. And he was telling me like, oh, you know, it's probably not an actual we... thing you can do now anymore. And I was like, well, they'll probably bring it back. And they'll just wait and add more rules. You know, yeah. so, And that's exactly what they did. Because there, there have been that's a few incidences. But now you have to have like a perimeter around you. And if somebody comes in, you set your prop down. You tell them, sir, you need a backup. I can't perform any like with you. So there's certain safety procedures. Like a big thing that they teach at <laughs> Go Spread the Flow is AVP. And it's not Alien versus Predator. It's <laughs> um, audience venue performer. Um, so if something happens, your first concern is the audience. You make sure everyone that's watching is okay. If somebody's on fire, you put them out, you worry about them first. And then you worry about the venue. You worry about if the place is on fire, you go mm -hmm. and put that out. And then you worry about the performer because you're assuming that somebody who's spinning fire knows the risk and probably knows how to put themselves out. I remember at this, the, the distillery one, I vaguely remember there was a perimeter but it, people were really close, and it kind of worried me a little bit. It was very close to the entrance. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and then, then inside? No, no, outside. Okay. But it was very close to the entrance, and people had to, like, kind of walk around precariously to get in and out. Mm -hmm. And then also, I kind of, uh, I don't think anybody was, I don't think the performer was hurt, but I vaguely remember them, like, hitting themselves with the thing, with the thing on fire as they're as they were spinning like mm -hmm. they it was a little typically, the whole thing was a little bit of a mess <laughs> <laughs> well typically if you hate yourself it doesn't really honestly hurt that much um i i know people that they'll spin it up and catch it with their hand to toss it back the other way well, i can see that because it's like number one you know what you're doing and unless it's prolonged it's probably not going to burn you that bad and well, whatever that and the material of what you're wearing but yeah and that mm -hmm. i was going to say the thing i'd be worried about is depending on what you're wearing, it actually just catching or your hair or whatever. Yeah. Well, you, there's different procedures you can do for that too. You can wet your hair down if you want it mm. like free flowing or you can braid it and put it back. Usually people do that. Um, and if you're wearing like, you know, spandex or stretchy clothes, those can melt to your skin. And that's skin. where like, yeah, that's where the, my biggest fear is usually, but you know, you can do things like have your, outfits that are made for performing made out of like 100% cotton mm -hmm. so that way if you hit yourself it goes out really quickly and nice and easily and you know that just avoids a lot of issues like you were saying with that specific performance because like people at you know festivals and stuff I'm sure mess up too but there's just kind of more knowledge that goes behind like protecting yourself from that that person sounds kind of like a novice almost which yeah you start you gotta start somewhere you know? guess there's somewhere yeah right <laughs> Indeed. Um, what 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 other like big things are like going on in the Key West right now or in the Keys? What 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 are like the big like 
I want to say attractions, but not necessarily attractions, but just big events, big like draws. Well, because one thing I know just from my um, my my family, my grandparents used to uh, be associated with um, Christian motorcycle groups, and so biker events that were big in the Keys. Oh yeah, I don't know much about the biker events. Um, I mostly know about like music things that are going on. Um, I do know like the Phil Collins experience just happened um, on January 31st and that was really cool. There's a new uh, amphitheater down there that's past Mallory Square so you have to take a little ferry to get to it Mm. and that's um, called the Coffee Butler Amphitheater and that um, just has like the most perfect view unblocked of the sunset and it's just um, has a bunch of stuff you know people playing there um there's different like other things like they have theaters down there so they have plays go on so you can you know go see singing in the rain on the waterfront which is like really cool like stuff like that there's a uh conch blowing contest Mm. there's typically conch conch (laughs) yes that is their um, c-o-n-k C-O-N-C-H. Oh, C-O-N-C-H. Yeah. C-O-N-C-H. I think you're right. It is. C-O-N-C-H. Yeah. They're actually called the Conk Republic down there. And, you know, if you're from there, you're born there, you're considered a Conk. That's cool. Yeah. So that's one of the cool things. I can see a lot of jokes being made there, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Why why not? You know? It's perfectly set up. Um, there's a lot of, you know, like um art shows as well. Um Oh, actually that reminds me. Does the name Ashcraft ring a bell to you? I forget his first name, but my grandma, my uncle, my family is really good friends with this guy. And I think his name is David Ashcraft. Um, but he is a, a chainsaw driftwood carver. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, so he makes these like giant, like wooden sculptures out of like driftwood and other wood that is sent to him. And he just like carves it with chainsaws. And that's how he makes a living down there in the keys. That's cool. Yeah. Right. That's the kind that's what I would, that's, that's like what I would expect old keys kind of thing to be just yeah. people like that living in like shacks that are somehow hurricane proof, <laughs> you know, they just kind of despawn during hurricane season and reappear like when things are safe. I don't, I don't understand how that works, but I feel like a lot of the kind of bars and places down there kind of do already look like shacks that are somehow hurricane proof. Yeah. Yes. Like Hogsbrough Saloon. Oh my goodness. It just, it, 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 you look like you're walking into a a warehouse or shed or something. One of the times that I went to the keys, it was, uh, um, like a little vacation and we stayed at like this, uh, we had a, um, a trailer home thing and we Mm -hmm. stayed at like a, trailer park thing like KOA or type type of setup right and they had um this one like central like bar thing that was on site and it was very shack-esque and there was a really bad storm one night while we were there and I was like this thing is gonna be gone (laughs) like the next day (laughs) show up go to the hangout the next day nope it was there it's perfectly fine that's wild (laughs) it was literally an outdoor bar like it was like cover but it was like Everything is exposed to the elements, pretty much. Do you know what it was called? No, I don't. That kind of sounds like Schooner Wharf. That's why I, I was asking. I, I was like, 
young, like 10 or something. Well, there's other cool things to do there. There's like the aquarium where there where they have um, that has been there since 1935. Mm. So it's just kind of like one of the, you know, older buildings, kind of like the old Key West, like I was saying, that we're trying to preserve. Um, They also have a butterfly and nature uh, conservation. Conservatory. I hate that word. Okay. Um, yeah, not in the keys, but I've been to one of those. It freaked me out having all the butterflies flying really? yeah, there, there, around my head. And so stuff. There is a um, a butterfly rescue nearby here. I remember because we, we went there. I went there like several times for field trips in elementary school. Uh, I forget. Yeah, never mind. I don't remember what it's called, but it's probably the same one you're talking Maybe. about. The you're butterfly garden. Or butterfly world. Maybe that's, I, don't, I don't even remember. I just have a vague memory of it. Like it wasn't in the keys. I know that for a fact. Yeah, it was somewhere closer to here. Yeah, I think this one probably was here too because it was. I think my grandma was with me. Well, they um the keys also offers like things like uh, museums. You know, they have the Museum of Art and History, um, and they have just kind of preserved pieces of history like the Hemingway Home. You can go and see really? where Hemingway lived. That's yeah. really cool. Do walkthroughs through it. And um, that, that I've done that. That one's a really cool one. That's just if you're kind of like a history nerd or an art nerd, either way, you would enjoy that one. Um, they also have like the Mel Fisher Maritime Museum. Um, it's like history and archaeology. So if you're more into like the science part of it, you can mm-hmm. go and look at that. Um, they also, you can go into like the lighthouse. Mm. I always love lighthouse tours, having to climb up the spiral staircases and get to see over everything. Yeah. They also have all the air bases, like Navy air base down there. They do, um, they do shows. Air the, shows? Yeah. The blue angels yeah, yeah. fly. Those scare me. Oh my God. Air shows scare me. Cause like, they're cool. I know that they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but when they go wrong, they go very wrong. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I it, The Blue Angels are like some of the top. Oh, I know. They're top tier yeah. flyers. So I like I feel that, but I'm more scared of like the Stewart Air Show than I am of the oh, yeah, yeah. Blue Angels flying. I just mean air shows in general scare yeah. me. Probably because of Stewart Air Show. Probably. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Stewart specifically, but I've seen just videos. on. You can see all kinds of videos online of right. air shows of stuff crashing. And oh, my God, it's horrific. <laughs> when, it, when it goes wrong, it goes very wrong. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. And like you said, they have, you know, the southernmost point. They also have the Truman's Little White House, which you can go. Um, it's where the Truman's used to go and stay in the Key West when they were um, in the presidency office. Okay. The, so, oh, Truman's. Gotcha. Yeah, Truman's. Um, and that that's cool. You can just do a tour like every like 30 minutes, you know, like 20 bucks or something. Um there's just a lot of history. And then, like you said, the beaches as well. Mm-hmm. The water, you know. it Is surfing big there? The waves aren't really too big there. So I would say more paddle boarding okay. and snorkeling. Okay. You can go on Indian fishing, going on fishing charters. Um, I went on a snorkeling trip with my family down there. And they took us on a boat about like a mile offshore and we got to go to a coral reef and go swim around it i remember seeing my cousin get back on the boat and i was like what are you doing he's like i saw a shark man i'm not doing this anymore (laughs) get back in here 
bothering you. It swam away, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, come back here. <laughs> you just unlocked a memory because I, I, I remember on the same tip. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like. This he water. got back in. He's like, I just needed like five minutes to calm down. I don't. <laughs> I, I generally have a bit of a fear of the ocean because of what's the crazy stuff that's in there. Really? Um, crazy and or. Like, look, surfer, like all of it is very awesome and majestic. And I love that it exists. I have so much respect for it. Right? I have a lot of respect. Yeah. But I doesn't I don't belong there. That's not my <laughs> turf. You know what I mean? A lot uh, of it is, is. I feel differently. But um, uh, you just unlocked a memory for me because I remember when I went to the Keys, I also went snorkeling. It wasn't like a like a paid trip or anything like that. It was just me and the family, like at off the beach. at the beach or something, yeah. a cool spot. Mm -hmm. And it, that was, that was cool. I don't like going far too far out of the water. Well, it was cool because despite being so far out, once we got to the coral reef, it was all like really higher up. Mm. So like it was, it was deep all around us, but where we were swimming, it had rocks and coral, like all right beneath us. And you could see it from the top of the water. So like, you know, being able to see the bottom kind of helps. Yeah. Like that aspect was there. So it, it kind of got past, I got, got me past the fear of like just jumping in the middle of the ocean. But I used to free dive off boats in the mm. middle of the summer and down West Palm Beach. So it's not, I'm, really going, scary I'm not going out there without a boat. I'm on. not going out there without other people. My thing that is too, like safety yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. If one fish yeah. is huge and it comes and sees 20 people, it's probably not going to bother us. If it mm. comes and sees just me, it might, it might mistake me for a big fish. I don't know. So I'm just, I don't know. Safety numbers. Mm. Fish do it. Schools. Yeah. True. Why yeah. not? True. True. Yeah. <laughs> but then also a bunch of them get eaten all at once. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like. Not the same with with surfers. Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. Because like there's what, like maybe seven shark attacks on your tops maybe and then i'm not trying to be one of them I, right exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i i've seen i i have like a fascination with also like swimming with sharks mm. i've seen a lot of divers do that and that's one of the things i've always wanted to do as well it's just i just want with like lemon sharks or something you know i would you know or in i've that, done that when you're in the wild when you're doing the swimming with sharks thing like you know what you always see on like video where they do like a big cage thing that you're in oh i wouldn't or, want to do the cages i would never do that and i'm also i'm i'd be more afraid of the diving equipment malfunctioning than anything else yeah i'd be more true. afraid of that because that's why i won't go in like cave systems like people I would never do that springs go oh. in the caves and then they come back out on the other I've side i've been seeing so much of this stuff lately me sweat just think about there it there was i've been seeing so much of stuff about specifically spelunking and mm -hmm. and cave diving and stuff like that recently for some reason there was a story recently of um a guy in a dry cave not a wet not like an underwater one mm -hmm. where he got stuck like this like upside down in the <gasps> cave he got stuck he died he got stuck because him and his i think his i might get the story a little fuzzy but i think him and his brother were exploring this cave and it was a well-known cave and there was a specific like access point like branching off from the main path or whatever and he mistook this other one for the the known one yeah. and he tries to go in he kept going further and further and further and then basically the cave goes like this and then just down and then he goes down and he gets stuck head down head first with his feet like unable to grab on like to, he had no traction mm -hmm. and his arms like he couldn't grab at anything to get out he was just stuck and he died Oh, I'm claustrophobic. So what? I, Me too. Like one of my biggest the... fears. Oh my god. Well, I'm, cla I'm claustrophobic when it comes to 
Like not being able to get out. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 yeah. Life or death. Situation. Yeah, no. Actually, one of my biggest fears growing up for some reason was always um, the fear of getting stuck in like a sewer drain thing. <laughs> like you're on the side of the road. Really? How it's not graded. It's just like, it's just all, it's mm-hmm. just a slot. Yeah. I, for some reason, I was always afraid of like getting stuck in one of those. My fear with those was it coming out, just grabbing me. The classic. Well, I'm worried about gators. Screw that. Really? There's gators in there sometimes. I, I grew up going canoeing on Loctahatchee River with my dad. I've been canoeing, kayaking. we swam in that water. I've literally, this lady, we took her with us one time. And it was right after Halloween. I remember I was like six years old or something. And she sees a gator and she stands up in our canoe. First thing, you, you're not supposed to do that. It tips us over. And, and my dad's so mad that she's like, you know, putting me in danger. And there's a gator there. So he comes and grabs me. Then he grabs the boat. And then he went back for her. Yeah, <laughs> I would have so left her at that point. Are you yeah, kidding me? He almost did. But he's like, not like you're that. for the stream. <laughs> <laughs> she was freaking out. For the streams. But yeah. I, the I, uh, gator literally looked at us, saw my candy floating in the water and just went after the candy. And just left us alone. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in lakes smart, and smart in streams and rivers and stuff too because mm-hmm. as a kid i went to um up in, from from about age five to like 16 or 17 i went to a summer camp um every single summer mm-hmm. and they had a big lake and there were I, I would say they had like a section that was a, a part of it that was sectioned off for swimming mm-hmm. and the rest of it was kind of just whatever mm-hmm. you could um there's like a winding river that led from the main lake to another little smaller part and people would canoe and kayak and stuff through there. And like, Oh, that's cool. But the main like open body part of it definitely had, had to have had gators in it. And well, yeah, we're in the Everglades. Yes. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but like, I didn't feel dangerous when you're in the swimming section. Cause you're around a bunch of other people. Well, yeah, safety numbers. Right, safety numbers. Yeah. But I would never go in the main part by myself or for any reason. I just wouldn't know. I yeah, just, even oh. with people like even with a couple of people, I don't think I could do it. Just playing Russian roulette at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like as a kid I would have done it. But now <laughs> as an adult, I've developed more of a fear of like not knowing what's beneath the surface. So I'm just like yeah. oh. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest one for me personally. It's just like any body of water where I cannot see what's on the ground beneath me like where my feet are touching if my feet can't touch the ground and i can't see the bottom yeah that freaks I, me out just the endless in that case i need a me. board yeah i need a surfboard boogie board whatever i just I need, need something to. to float on just Fine. this idea of this void beneath me freaks me out yeah there's a name for that up. i just and philosophobia sure is. is that what it is mm-hmm. philosophobia philosophobia oh, Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fun one. It's I, crazy to me that we've discovered more of our space than we have of our own ocean. Um, yeah, it's scary down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, it's also it's, and it's, it's also wait. It's harder to go deep mm-hmm. than it is to go in uh, space. Yeah, because like the further down you go, the more weight there is. So like we've only pressure. been able to build certain you know level of technology that can go under that much pressure again that's why i'm that's why i'm afraid of the scuba diving equipment that's why i believe because i mean i could i i can't tell me there's not down there because how do you believe a lot of shit being down there how do you know but scuba diving equipment like i know that uh, obviously it's made for that so of course it's going to be there's a lot of redundancies sometimes and the equipment's going to be very durable but still things can go wrong 
Oh, yeah. And when they go wrong in that scenario, they can go catastrophically wrong. And that frightens me. And that's <laughs> I'm okay with reasons- things that go a little bit wrong. But when things go very wrong, that's yeah. like. Well, that's- with scubaing, it's like if things go a little wrong, everything goes very wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've actually had a friend who um, after high school, one of the first jobs he got was a scuba diving instructor and he was talking to me about how he's lost a person during his classes before Mm. and that's one of the reasons he stopped doing it and Mm. I looked at him and I was like you didn't like get in trouble for that he's like no it was they probably signed waivers straight up yeah if you sign a waiver straight up your responsibility to get back to the boat in time and not you know if you go so lost somebody as in they swam and they just got left well no so what happened was the guy his his equipment malfunctioned and he inhaled water and he drowned and he got caught in a current Mm. to the point where nobody could get to him before the drowning like actually happened so it just it was like a time thing which is like you know in movies they always get to you right after you're like and you swallow water and then they get you and they do CPR and you're fine but it's not a movie so this guy didn't make it and I was I thought that was one of the craziest things that like it's almost like you know like being like a rock wall climber instructor like things like that like those people you wouldn't expect like it sounds so fun but then they're so dangerous I might just be pussy I'm okay with being pussy (laughs) I'm not doing those extreme stuff tightrope walking rock climbing zip lining uh, Zip lining is so fun though. Uh, uh, what else? Um, I've gone skydiving. I'm not doing none of that shit. I, the parachute not opening is one of my biggest. Yeah, my aunt has know. skydived like I don't know, like five or six times, and you have to go. I think it's about like five times before you can go by yourself. Mm. Like you have to go with somebody. You're not allowed that to go sense. by yourself the first times, which I think unless it's in like you know. I don't trust myself or the motherfucker attached to me. I don't trust either. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I don't trust people. So yeah. I don't know if I would trust I don't even him. trust he the plane. He could just be feeling really sad that day. and just yeah, He's just another piece of equipment. Sorry, that could but just coming be, with me. Just yeah. as likely, if not more likely, to malfunction, given that he is a human. Yeah. I barely <laughs> trust the plane to get us up there. Like, I have a fear of, of flying because, like, I just don't. And again, I again, it's another flying. thing of when it goes wrong, it goes very wrong. Well, my thing is my my grandpa was a pilot so you know from a young age whenever we'd get on a plane he'd be like you know take off and landing is the most dangerous part once you're in the air you're fine usually and that like gave me some comfort but like i still i I hold on during takeoff and landing now because he he made it prominent in my mind that that's the most dangerous time of flying that's what i I would love to go and learn how to fly that would you know it used to be you needed like 50 hours to be able to get your license and now you only need 35 to 40 and okay. depending on if the instructor thinks you're ready and i'm not sure if that's a better or not but, I, yeah, uh, I was just about to say like i don't know if that's a good thing yeah, I don't know if that kind of worries me but at the same time it is very expensive to go through. he watched so, me land he's all right <laughs> so well, you know, it's the whole panel and everything you have to know extensively. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I think mean, it's like so I, cool. What I definitely will say is I would much rather get on a plane than a helicopter. Oh, because yeah. planes, you know, really? yes, because planes, I know that if something goes wrong, you can still glide. Yeah. Helicopters, they just uh, fall like a rock. Oh, yeah. If something goes yeah. wrong, it, it just, just falls. Like what you're saying, where takeoff and landing is the most, you know, with a helicopter, the most dangerous part is 
the when, whole you, thing. when you turn it on until when you turn it off. <laughs> you are in perpetual danger at all times. Yeah. Unless you are like constantly on top of it. What about what about like space travel? They've have these things like you know SpaceX has you can, you can pay for a ticket on a rocket to go to space but now they have another like kind of concept that they're doing it's like a huge metal hot air balloon and it just I slowly vaguely rises heard about this. for two hours you stay up in space right outside the atmosphere for two hours and then you come right back down it's like a large version of the the um, Felix Baumgartner thing the balloon to get up there? That's what it made me think of. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Just a large scale version of that? Yeah, basically. It, lo- it looks like a huge hot air balloon to me, but just what if metal. Someone, what, if someone, what if some lunatic just like shoots it and puts a hole in it? It's metal. There's no, it's not like yeah, you can put a me- You can put a hole in metal. Well, yeah. Yeah, but why would you? Who, there's probably so much security. Florida man. Around. Florida man. Florida shoots. man shoots air balloon. <laughs> Kills uh, 95 people. I can oh definitely see that happening. It, it's also like instead of, you know, however many hundred thousands of dollars or half a million that it is for the SpaceX one, it, mm-hmm. it's a, like in comparison, it's a lot, a lot cheaper. cheaper, which I think is cool because I'm not trying that's to hate just, on it entirely. I'm just saying. I've got a lot of concerns. Yeah, no, I've got so much. <laughs> it's like when they, you know, put out a new medicine or something, and then 15 years later, they're like, if you took this, uh, like, you or a loved one suffered from mesothelioma. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. That's, that's so from funny. asbestos, right? <laughs> I think so. I know. That's not, um, a, not a medicine. Probably. But um, I just think that, I don't know, I think that it'll be more accessible. Mm-hmm. soon and that's one of the cool things um the reason i, I could talk see about that it, i could see that making sense because like if you had like i'm thinking maybe like maybe 100 years in the future or something <laughs> we got like more than one space station up there mm-hmm. so like you take those balloons it just gets you to a docking point then you get onto a station or something that'd be cool that'd be really cool. kind of functions like an elevator almost yeah and it just i don't know especially because the government admitted about aliens existing so I would be like, I want to go they? in hopes that, yeah. They declassified a lot of that information. Yeah. Which, what did they say specifically? Did they actually say, yeah, we aliens are real? Or do they say, what it boiled down to effectively was they had footage of UFOs that they could not confirm the what it was. Okay. Because I'll say this. I want there to be aliens. As but, far as I'm in. But that doesn't mean that there's aliens. I did also see something where they admitted about obtaining alien life mm. so that they they have it like a oh, that was that guy that was that guy alien. um what's his name something Sorry. grush grush i'm not sure his name that I, was that that one guy he came out more. saying yeah we we obtain a life form and in a craft and all this stuff and then mm. he like testified and all this yeah. and he the unfortunate thing was that he couldn't because of his position, he couldn't say a lot of it publicly. Yeah. Yeah. It was to, kind of like an ambiguous. Yeah. Yes. You're talking about um, Bob Lazar? No, no, no. That's different. Um, that's also kind of a sketchy story. But um, do you know Bob Lazar? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, he's a um, He was a scientist who allegedly, I believe, who worked at Area 51, right? Yeah, and he according to his story, yes, yes, according to his story, he worked at Area Fifty One on a top secret project where he was like, he was tasked with studying and developing some kind of understanding of a UFO that they brought in. They were using for research purposes. They were trying to like reverse engineer like propulsion technology, I think. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that's basically, and then there's a bunch of other you know intrigue and detail beyond that, but that's the gist of it. But Um, what what 
the the controversy with his story is that there's record like there's or like I think records were scrubbed of him ever working where he says he worked. Mm -hmm. However, there were other people who claimed that he did work there, but then a lot of other people who claimed that he didn't. So like, it kind of depends who you ask yeah. on how legitimate the story is. So who, who really knows? Well, I think I it's, it's fair to probably assume that, you know, for something like that, Oh, there are going to be a lot of people trying to cover it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? what is, oh, hmm, I don't see any records of this top secret project that nobody, that <laughs> nobody probably wanted any records kept about. Right. Hmm. Yeah. 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 He said that they had like a stable isotope of element 115, which immediately had my like Call of Duty Zombies brain like tingling. Yep. Um, <laughs> um but apparently element 115 like doesn't really exist in nature you have to synthesize it and it's really unstable but somehow or another they're able to figure out how to do it and it was able to manipulate they were using using it to manipulate gravity and able to have like really advanced propulsion and that explains like how ufo's can move around in crazy ways that we don't understand yeah that's actually really cool um i've seen that video where it's like you can see them not necessarily going straight. They're going like diagonal. And the like tic-tac? Tic yeah. Yeah, the yeah. little tic-tacs, yeah. Um, the reason I bring up like aliens in space and stuff is because like my uncle also has another website and it's Ooh. called alienlife.net. Ooh, hell yeah. And it's a really cool, just kind of fun website mm -hmm. where you can go and read articles on like the newer um, things that they come out with about aliens and alien life and their theories and you know what people are talking about so if that's something that interests anybody that's definitely, definitely go, go. what's the site again alienlife.net and we also have merch on there the merch hey. is really cool actually they designed their own pictures and everything so i don't know if we can show them real quick i can put it on screen also oh that's nice some cool it's like a painting what was that yeah, so that's just a canvas print, and then there's cool. some mugs, and we also have some t-shirts as well, which is really fun. Just our little Alien Life logos on there. So it's just a really cute, fun website to go and just talk about fun stuff with your friends. Yeah. Whatever, or be up to date. Be able See, to with, say, with I know more than you. My, <laughs> my whole approach when it comes to aliens and paranormal things or the occult or any anything that's abnormal or like supernatural is like I kind of want it to exist, but I, I remain skeptical. Oh, me too. About pretty much all of it. I'm more hopeful than anything. I'm like agnostic. Like also I kind of like scared. a little scared. <laughs> yeah. What 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 scared? Which part scares you? Well, you know, there's so many like lighters and little t-shirts to say like take me with you what if we don't want to go abducted sounds scary as hell i'm what if sorry we don't want to go where they want to take well, us no i've heard you know it could go either way i've heard stories of dudes getting probed but i've also heard stories of the aliens divulging the secrets of the universe you know and so it's like it could kind of go either way that mm. sounds like mushrooms <laughs> and yeah, which yeah some say are aliens yeah, what if the aliens are the just clockwork elves? They have their own little network of how to communicate and yeah. stuff, which is really cool to look into as well. What if they're just oh, fun yeah. guys? <laughs> they, you know what? I bet you <laughs> never are. thought of it that way. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No wonder <laughs> I enjoy taking them so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Aliens are just a bunch of fun guys. Um, 
I would totally believe that though, because that is kind of like one of the, the weird things about fungus in general is that it exists on its completely own like strata as, of life compared to like plants and people. Yeah, just doing its own thing. I am neither plant yeah. nor animal. I'm a secret third thing. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally the secret third thing. It's a fungus mystery. Yeah, it's <laughs> really fascinating. I've also seen like, have you seen when people put the wires on it and it synthesizes the music through yes. the mushrooms yep with like oscilloscopes well yes but also they are there's um there are certain um i don't know if there are standalone synths that do it yet but i know there are a couple of different modules that you can plug into a modular thing that have um alligator clips that you just clip to like leaves or um mushrooms or any kind of plant like the life cap or the little yeah. skirt and it'll and it'll read and amplify the electrical impulses mm. that it gets from the plant and then send it through as an impulse through whatever module right. haven't you got. worked this into a set yet because those that money <laughs> <laughs> understandable i've actually seen somebody they're also very rare makes music like and he took a lot of mushrooms and he like he woke up the next day and he's like, look at what I made. And it sounded exactly like the synthesization of the sound of mushrooms. Mm. But it was through him. And it just made me wonder, like, how powerful are they? We are like, but a vessel. We are but a vessel. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was one of the cooler things that I've seen about that. But um, speaking of, like, fun, interesting things, tarot reading is another thing that I've been. Come a little closer to the mic. Tarot reading is another thing that I've been doing recently, um, especially more so with a bigger crowd of people, mm. kind of like at parties and stuff. Um, and tarot reading's always been a very interesting aspect just to kind of have in life because people are always interested in it. People always have questions. They are always like, you know, how accurate are you? Like, is it real? Um, and despite all the skepticism, you know, after having a reading, they're always, you know, they walk away with so much more clarification or um, answers that they might not have had before, which is really cool. And it's kind of like, you know, can you explain magic. both both for me and for the audience? Like, what is tarot reading? Like what? What is it? How does it work? What is it supposed to do for you? Like, did you just elaborate? Open the open the box for us. Well, tarot can have, you know, different aspects. Um, for me, what got me into it was kind of like the surprise of how accurate sometimes the readings would be and how deep they would resonate with the situation that I was at in current life. Mm -hmm. So like if you have a question, say about um, what you should do in your career, what you know you should do with your family members that you're struggling with recently, um, even just with yourself, like if you, you know, want some guidance day to day on like how to better yourself or like what you should focus on that day. You can use daily tarot drawings or you can do them like saying before, like with sessions where you go and you ask a specific question to get help. Um, I find that it's a lot of just guidance, uh, basically advice from a higher power or a guide or, you know, if you believe and say, 
gods and goddesses mm. or and like deities. Um, a lot of people practice um, kind of a dedication to a certain deity to kind of get some clarification through so, cards. So it's more like getting messages okay, to so help with the things that you ask about. That was kind of one of my big questions about it is what what is it about tarot that gives it validity in people's minds of like what what's behind it backing it up because uh like for example a lot of people will do the same type of thing you're talking about guidance with reading scripture what any name of religion any religion mm -hmm. reading scripture for them they'll find guidance and whatever from that and the reason that they believe it is because they believe in that god they believe it's the word of god whatever mm -hmm. it could be the bible it could be whatever mm -hmm. quran torah whatever it, whatever you want to name um, so they have, they believe in that, but for Tara, what, what is like behind what's backing it? That's like the reason people believe in it. Well, magic, magic, the unseen force that backs everything in nature, the, um, energy that makes sure, you know, instincts are a thing or like cycles mm -hmm. are a thing, you know, that just that unseen, like. Like there's a force in our energy fields and the earth's energy fields and everything around us that, you know, how energy is neither created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, it's either just, just, just transformed. So what you're doing is you're basically setting an intention to, um, sorry, I'm kind of losing track. Um, I kind of understand the direction you're going. It's a it bit. kind of from what I understand because uh, I did tarot for a little bit. I studied it for a little bit because I was really curious about it about the exact same question you you had, which was like, why do people put so much credence into this? Or in these instances that I've had my readings, why do they seem so accurate? Like, mm -hmm. what is the science and thing behind that? Uh, the conclusion that I've come to, which may or may not be correct because I'm, I'm not a fucking, I don't know, um, is that what it seems to to be most likely the case is that tarot acts, and like I was mentioning earlier, tarot kind of acts as a form of guided meditation uh, in a lot of the same ways that, you know, traditional guided meditation or prayer uh, does where you are, you know, as opposed to something like prayer where you are focusing your mind in on a specific thing and then your brain focused on that thing subconsciously comes to conclusions that it wouldn't have otherwise. So, tarot okay. kind of does that in sequence and it gives you a more fleshed out, like generalized view of different things that could be happening in your life. And then your brain, your subconscious kind of fills in the gaps and then comes to new conclusions that it wouldn't have otherwise without that focus and without that guidance, usually from the tarot reader that lets them come to new conclusions. And therein lies kind of the, the magic, okay. you know, it's kind of, it's, it's in so part it's like, for the, the tarot reader to guide, you know, the person shaman. Yeah. Effectively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I so it's like a new, it's like, it's just an alternate advent, uh, like circuit to plug your brain into the universe type of thing. Effectively. Like, it's like a logotherapy. It's just like a tool. Uh, just kind of like a um, conduit so that mm -hmm. you can have something to have that energy speak to you through. Kind of okay. like, have you seen pendulums mm -hmm. when they use a board and they ask a question and it starts to swing more towards yeah. yes or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the same um, concept where it's just like the energy is guiding 
the cards and like which one pops out of the deck when you're shuffling them or not. Um, I think part of the like part of it that's always intrigued me is kind of like the mystery of that question mm -hmm. is like, where does this knowledge come from? Who is telling me this? How is it that I just know that when someone picks this card, when this person picks it, I say this. And when this person picks it, I say that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I just do it subconsciously. Like someone will pick a card and I'll say something and then I'll kind of just like, I'll be disassociated almost when I say it. And it's, and a lot of the times it doesn't feel like me saying that. So okay. I, that's why I say that it's just kind of like energy passing through me and the cards so that you can hear what you need to hear. So that's why I didn't really know how to answer that because I don't really know if I had all the answers. I, I don't know. I don't think it would be. There's an element of faith to it. Yeah. So, which is like you said, with other religions as well, there is too, but it's, you know, for guidance as well. Like, you know, you have your am amendments that you mm. follow, you have your commandments that you follow, you know, the, um, in Buddhism, the 10 step plan or whatever. So like, it's just kind of like guidelines also to follow, which could be more direct and specific when you have like a question and you pull that specific card out that day or. And and you also brought up another thing that I was kind of in back of my head thinking, but I didn't know how to ask really was about how a different one person will pull the same card mm -hmm. and read it differently than another person, but it's the same card. So like what you kind of answered the question already, but there's magic to it, but like what, in my head, I'm like, what gives it that meaning? What what changes the meaning also? Like, I don't, I never like understood that. So it can be a multitude of factors. It could be the question that you asked. It could be who you are as a person, if I know you or if you're a stranger, mm -hmm. like that can help me, you know, say if it's my best friend, she's asking me a question, then I can pull out the tarot and say, you know, oh, you got the death card. You're you know, here for transformation. Like it's like a new beginning or an ending. Something's coming that, you know, you might, something has to end for the new door to open and da, 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 da. And that's kind of the generalization of like the card, but specifically with, you know, a situation that she's asking about, cause I know her more, I can tell her how it applies to her specific okay. situation. So like, if you tell okay, me, so good. Oh, if you tell me like you have an issue with your family or whatever and like you're not getting along with your parents or something and I pull a card like the fool I could you know I would tell you you know like maybe try and be more playful with them go and hang out don't always make it so serious don't always try to have these like tough conversations with them like have fun with it but if someone's talking to me about businesses or like their financial uh, aspect of their life and I pull the fool, then I could tell them to, you know, maybe do something that you like more rather than something that's more lucrative because something that makes so, you feel better and you can be more free and be more, more yourself. It's just different ways that it applies to different situations. Okay. So if I'm understanding correctly, the, the cards kind of have a surface level generic meaning, but then knowing the person Makes or the you, situation. Or the situation helps you apply it more specifically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. That's also mm-hmm. kind of like gut feeling, kind of how I was saying earlier with like the disassociation. Sometimes I will just straight up say like a sentence or two that I don't know if it's related relatable to you at all. And most of the time people are like, how did you know that? Hmm. I don't know, honestly. Well, I know a lot of the power in that, like for tarot cards, come from the fact that a lot of the tarot cards, the major arcana in particular, are all based off of, you know, archetypes that are they're all based on archetypes based on you know certain aspects of human experience that are just like universal you know life death new beginnings uh you know etc judgment all these different things and all and their meanings um they're all kind of like little packages of related ideas you know that your brain can then interface with and plug into and make relevance out of mm-hmm. whatever is going on in your life you know that it's 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 like the these little catalysts that kind of cause the new reactions in your head, you know, so, to, to happen. It's just like hearing a new perspective too. Exactly. Like going yep. to somebody and talking to someone about a situation that you've been through, and you're like, I just can't, I don't understand it. And they go, Well, I see it from this angle. And you're like, Oh wow, and all of a sudden, kind of sense now. Thank yep. you so much. And you walk away with this new type of clarity on how to maybe approach the situation or go about dealing with it emotionally. This seems. Whatever. This sounds a lot. This seems very similar to like dream interpretation stuff too. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, yeah. Also based on archetypes. Um, it's, it's the same thing. Well, not it's not the same thing, like the same science, but it is based on the same principles. What 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 like what like trips me up about it? I guess is that the interpreter, the reader, the interpreter, and the subject, like. They have have to be really careful in a sense because you could misinterpret something very easily and like apply whatever advice you got might you could apply it incorrectly, couldn't you? Like if 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 I explain a situation to you and I'm asking for advice and you do a reading and maybe I do a bad job of explaining the situation Mm -hmm. and you give me advice that doesn't. I try to apply that advice, but because I explained the situation wrong, couldn't that affect the reading? Well, I think that's also where, like I said, that gut feeling comes in because and not always knowing exactly if it pertains to the situation or not. And I always tell people take everything with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to ask more questions once I do a reading and be like, you know, does that apply Do you resonate with this? How, you know, can we talk further upon this situation? Because then I like to get like that miscommunication out of the way. Okay. So that way it's not, you know, a misconstrued message. Like I did a reading recently. I was hired for a party and I did a reading for a girl in high school. And the question was about a guy that she had just met. And if she should pursue a relationship with him. And I thought that was a cute question. I was like, okay, girl, come over here. Like, let's do your reading. And I pull a card. And the first thing that comes out is the card, the devil. And this boy's name is Damien. She starts freaking out. She just, like, grabs her friend. She's like, no fucking way. Come here, come here, come here, come here. You'll never guess what card she just pulled out. And it's so cool because, you know, the other two cards that I pulled were more focused on her and so at the end of it i i said you know you can pursue this or 
even if you do pursue it and it fails, just know either way, you still have your friend right there. And it looks like you're going to have another friend there soon. So instead of a duo, it'll be a trio. And then at the end of it, the third card was about her being just kind of like a woman. And so it, it showed that, you know, in the end, whether she had this boy or not, she would be okay. And that was my main like summary at the end it was like, you can pursue it. It looks like it's a good, you know, path to take. Might be fun. Might learn a thing or two. But in the end, if it does not work out, it's not going to be the end of the world. You're still going to be okay. You're still going to be the best version you can be at the end of the day. At the end of, you know, your 20s or whatever, whether you have him or somebody else, you're going to be okay. And so that way she didn't take it as, oh, I should go for this relationship. It's going to work out and I'm going to get married to this man. And da, 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 da. No, like I'm going to be pretty honest with you. Like I've had a lot of experiences in life too. So I tend to kind of add those lessons as well into my readings, just like, you know, <laughs> kind of guiding people to make better choices rather mm -hmm. than like you said, um, a wrong one because they misunderstood what I said. So. Well, now we're deep into the topic. <laughs> Should we bust out those cards? Yeah. By the way, my tarot reading name is divine card alchemist you can look me up on google find my phone number and ask me to come and perform at any birthday parties um reunions weddings you know an after party it's a funeral thing to do funerals sure man i'll dress in all black i'll come in a witch hat it's cool <laughs> um what's like the weirdest event you've ever been to Oh. That I've read tarot at or that I've ever been to? Or hired for tarot, yeah. Hired for tarot. Um, was there anything that you just got like weird vibes? Like, I don't feel like I should be here type of thing. Or like, this is not appropriate for this situation or any type, <laughs> anything like that? Um, the main time I feel like that is when people kind of get pushed into doing a reading with me. Like, I was at... Um, a, a birthday party and this girl kept trying to get her mom to do one and she's so skeptical she's like i don't want to do it honey like no i'm good and then her husband came over and got a reading and i didn't know it was her husband mm. and he goes i have to go get my wife and it was the <laughs> same woman and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> so she's like you know i'm being dragged into this right i was like yeah i saw you literally dragged over here like so it's okay you... i'll make it quick for you okay. i did a little three card reading which is past present and future and i just kind of did like a glaze over and she was like okay thank you and ran away and so like those are the most awkward interactions when people are kind of like they don't really want to be there wanna do this and like, you know it's not going to even if you do the reading it's not going to resonate with them like she, at all in general she, kinda, she went mm, okay and, and like, <laughs> took it and i feel like she kind of actually resonated with it but didn't want to admit it mm. <laughs> so okay i don't know because a lot of people do that where they come in they're like i just wanted to see if you were real or not and it's like <laughs> well, why are you even here like have a little sense of wonder you know so you said there's a, a simple reading is past present future what are like different levels different are there is there more there's like way yeah. deeper readings there's different spreads there's like i said before you can do a daily tarot pull where you just pull one card and that kind of helps you do a more like focused 
reading mm-hmm. for specific questions or specific situations that you're dealing with, or even if you want to like have a theme for your day, kind of like a horoscope when you read that for your day, you're like, oh, okay. Um, there's also, um, there's like you, your path, your potential, there's you, your relationship, and then the partner, there's situation, action, outcome, there's like a Celtic cross you can put it in, you can do a 10 card spread, which has so many different aspects, there's a lot of different kinds of ways to read them, when you do a reading also, there can be a shadow card, which is like after, you know, you put down the three, ten, however many cards you put down, you look on the bottom of the deck and you see that and it kind of just either solidifies or, you know, tells you, hey, you may have gotten something wrong or like mm. missed something okay. on the reading. So there's a lot of really cool ways to do readings. Um, like I was looking in here and it was saying a Celtic crossbred is the present the influences on you now your life your foundation your past influences your future influences your feelings your environment your hopes and fears and the outcome so it can get really extensive or you can keep it nice and simple and sweet i got in a few celtic crosses done for me from uh, silas mm. you know when he was still floating around here he used to do that a lot for people you've you met silas before right yeah. yeah yeah he's a good people shout out silas if you're watching e. He's got the cool wizard hat. Yeah, exactly. Box you you can't. You know when you you know when you're pulling up with dude with the full you're getting the full tarot spread from the dude who's on a, just wearing the hat. He's got the hat on. Yeah, all the time. Legit, actually, all the time. Literally. It was it was incredible. <laughs> it was funny until it wasn't, and then it was actually unironically cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like so many things are like that. Like they, you just do them ironically oh, yeah. until it becomes just a thing. Well, I feel like that's how most like lingo spreads nowadays yeah. well, I, keep, stuff. I keep bringing this up like every other day but it's that cringe based cycle yep the cycle of based and cringe yeah. all fueled by irony yes yep <laughs> when something becomes so cringe that it's base you know and then too based and becomes cringe again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. many such cases so which one of you would like a reading first I volunteer tray first oh. i thought you were gonna say a volunteer uh, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything specific you want? I don't want to force you into this. Are you okay with doing this first? I guess. Okay. (laughs) It's wild. I guess, I don't know. In particular? Well, this is going to be a three-card spread, right? So it's past, past, present, future. Where my life's at, general. Where your life's at. A lot of things up in the air right now. A lot of new beginnings happening. So, so these fall on my hmm. these fall on my lap. So I'm not sure if they're inverted or not. So I'm just gonna read them normally. Um. So so far you have for the past you have the sun, which is positivity. For the present, you have the Eight of Pentacles, which is skills. And then for the future, you have the Seven of Pentacles, which is a hard choice. So to me, what that seems like is, you know, this past like year or so, you've had a lot of positive changes. You've had a lot of growth and a lot of things that, um, you know, 
builds you up to your skills that you have currently. Um, that positivity was, you know, transmuted into the things that you do with your life, the things that you put effort into. Um, so whether it be the music scene you're helping promote or this podcast, shout out Ghosts on the Ox. Yeah. Um, you know, all the things that you're doing that kind of just like transformed you into the skillful person that you are today, you know, with all the knowledge that you have of how to set all this equipment up, of how to edit things, all of the things that you do, which is really cool and um, useful to have. However, I feel like because of all the avenues and things that you know how to do, you know, choosing what to really dedicate yourself to and, and which things are more important than others is kind of like the hardest choice that you have to make, especially as a young adult, because, you know, the things that you choose to pursue are how your life's going to go and the things that you're going to do in your future. And so, like, I see, you know, you might be faced with a choice between having to do the podcast or, you know, a music event or in rather than or work a job, <laughs> like do a nine to five for a few weeks or something like that, you know, um, or even it could be like having to maybe move because of like how we were saying, it's just getting so busy around here and like, and, you know, locals being pushed out and stuff like that. So, yeah. And that's very, uh, that's <laughs> pretty, so I can actually lend context to just about all of that. Cause this is another aspect of this that I didn't take, that I didn't, mentioned before but not only like getting you to think about things differently but also kind of reaffirming patterns in your own head that you may have been following you know because this is very this is a an example of you know obviously this past year you know between working at hava kava you know i i gained a lot of friends a lot of network uh you know and through a lot of shows and through that i ended up you know really developing a relationship with nicole and that's how i ended up finding shout out the narrator and that's how in the op keepers and the, the one piece of meat etc uh and that's how i ended up getting my current job which is way better and then my last job uh fuck you bank of america uh and i can <laughs> <laughs> and i can actually like you know it, it's it's a lot better all around um but it, it's it's given me a lot more time and a lot more money but the issue is is that I, I am now at this like really crazy crossroads where it's like, do I move now that I'm able to, and it would be more convenient. Do I stay where I'm at and just stack my cash? And regardless of whichever path I take there, where am I going in the future? Where is this all headed? Because there, you know, musically, personally, there's all kinds of different, you know, avenues and ideas that I want to take, but nothing that's like, solidified itself or shown me as like the thing that like, calls to me most or is the most you know clear success you know thing to happen yeah uh you know and so this it, it's a very uh very appropriate spread i must say i was thinking about Yay. it as you were going i was like oh because hmm. because because <laughs> we over the last year and a half or so year year and a half we've worked or hung out pretty much everything we do together or at least in parallel like we either doing something together, like open mic or, or hanging out in similar groups or circles or whatever, mm -hmm. or, or just doing similar things, even if it's not together. So mm -hmm. like, I've seen a lot of that happening for him. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. It's like anybody listening who's like been following, you know, well, 
the journey. Actually, I kind of hope that nobody's been following my life. That'd be kind of weird. Uh, but any, any <laughs> of the close homies, cool. I, I guess any of the close homies who've been following uh, yeah. will real will, ones. will recognize, you know, the significance of this. Yeah. Yeah. The real ones know. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Right on. Yeah. All right. And now we get to know about you. About me. Your turn. Let's go. Let's do it. Do you have any specific questions or do you want to generalization? I wish I had an interesting question, but I don't. I, let's just go general. Maybe about the podcast? Yeah. You could do one about the podcast for the podcast and then get a personal one later or something. Uh, <laughs> read it tarot reading for the podcast as uh, if it's an entity. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of its own being. It's an arc, it's an it's a mundane reading, is what that would be. Okay. It's like mundane astrology is astrology for like uh non-human entities or institutions. Let's let's do that. Let's yeah. let's do that. Reading for the, the podcast itself. What is your goal with the podcast? Be rich and famous. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> No, I um, said no one ever. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, really my ultimate goal is it's kind of a combination of I have always just really enjoyed new media, and by new media I mean like internet, kind of like breaking away from traditional broadcast where there's a lot of rules media production mm -hmm. i like production itself like the technology behind it mm -hmm. um the art of it yeah. i also like talking with people i talk way too much um i just like conversing and getting to know interesting stuff about people what they do um i my ultimate i guess like long-term goal is i do want it to be a successful business that just funds itself so I can just keep doing it. Like I say rich and famous, it's kind of a, it's like a half truth because like in order for a, something like this to succeed, it has to make money and be popular to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about fame or being wealthy, but I want to have enough of a following and make enough money in what I do so that I can keep doing it. So, you know, I don't have goals of like, being so wealthy, I can go out and buy an island and private jet and be that guy flexing. I don't care about that. I'm not really like materialistic in that way. Mm -hmm. But I want to make enough money and be successful enough to where I could just keep doing this. Yeah. Because I just enjoy it. Yeah. This is your your dream yeah. job. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to support you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so the cards I pulled for you are the Ace of Wands which is in the past and wait, wait this is for me or for the sh podcast oh for the podcast okay i'm, I'm just clarifying i want to make sure for the podcast okay. sorry um ace of wands which is new action so that kind of represents you starting up this podcast and it getting going and getting its you know on its feet and how you've finally transformed from just audio to also having cameras and going on youtube mm -hmm. and trying to you know broaden your um, audience for present I see the three of wands which is growth it's you know um, a lot of the times the depictions on the cards help a lot too which is cool because in this one you have a seedling in the middle of the three wands and you kind of just can see it's sprouting which is you know the growth of 
what you're putting into this podcast, the effort that's going into it, the dedication that's going into it, the, um, you know, scheduling people to come on and, and adhering to that schedule mm -hmm. and setting up all this equipment and taking the time and effort to do all that as well. And, you know, the, um, advertisement of it and just kind of getting people to know about this podcast, which is a really cool thing, um, that you've been doing and it's a cool thing in itself. So I hope people get to enjoy it with us. Like um, and subscribe. Yes. Hit those buttons. Um, and then in the future, I see a Knight of Pentacles, which is perseverance. So I do see this podcast going further than just you hanging out with some friends and talking to, you know, people actually being interested in asking questions and saying, hey, I want to see, you know, this topic on the next episode or, you know, this person on the next episode and, you know, eventually get bigger stars on here maybe mm -hmm. and you know some cool names and some cool topics that you get to do and cover um and hopefully just the overall like it's saying growth and perseverance of the podcast itself these are all pretty positive i would say so, yeah you, you got it started it's growing steady and you're gonna you're gonna keep going yeah nothing stop basically nothing stopping you like, yeah won't say, starting yeah. is the hardest part yeah this might be a very scorpio thing to say but i've always said that i'm <laughs> very stubborn in the sense that i won't fail because i can't because i won't stop regardless of what happens well i think so that's that might of, be part of the perseverance aspect i think know? that's what a lot of people are lacking nowadays honestly is i've yeah. seen a lot of people as well with like music i've seen people start up get all the equipment and everything get the you know programs they need on their computer and everything and then they drop it within like two years and it's like no you need to do this for a while a while before you even get like mm -hmm. noticed by big guys like, i've been doing this since march of 2020 four years already that's crazy yeah mm -hmm. that's wild that's a lot of hiatuses in there yeah but i always came back yeah well, that's the determination and stubbornness. Yeah. 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 That's what that's you that's need, exactly. Though. And, but that's, that's what it, and cause I've seen that as well. Like this, the periods, the hiatuses and what got you there, but there was always the bounce back and almost always stronger than usual. Yeah. You know, in a better situation, you yeah. know, you're not starting over. You're starting from where you were. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. that's the yeah. coolest part about doing the same thing for so many years. Mm -hmm. That's, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel with tarot reading is like, you know, I picked it up when I was so young because my great aunt was into it and I just thought she was the coolest person ever. Mm. And I was like, I want to be like her. And I asked her for a deck and she gave me my first deck ever and it was flower spirit cards. So it wasn't even tarot or oracle. It was just these cards that I kind of just felt connected to and I could play around with and like have some guidance because like, you know, um, I had my grandparents, but my mom wasn't really around, so I kind of would ask cards more. <laughs> so <laughs> that was um, a cool thing to have, you know, just growing up and and being able to come back to it as an adult and add it into, you know, my relationships with friends and family as well as being able to like, you know, you can always be there for your friends, but how many people can do a tarot reading for you and give you some extra <laughs> True. answers? <laughs> True. So I think that's a really cool aspect of it as well. So. All right. Awesome. Now, I guess me personally. You personally. All right. And I, I don't have a special question or anything. Just, just go general. This is interesting. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. 
I'm glad we went and got this tarot deck. Shout out to Other World Tarot by Allison Williams. And the artwork is by Sarah Noel. Mm. Also, shout out Purple Door, where Purple we got it from. Door. Yes. In our little vlog segment that yeah. may or may not make the video. It'll be in the intro, probably. <laughs> or... You know, sometimes tarot can kind of like call people out and be a little um, cheeky. Well, like yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I got thick skin. Well, these ones have been so positive. Oh, okay. I don't know. You guys just got good energy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you got the goodest, good, goodest vibes. We got goodest the all provision. We got the all provision. We got. <laughs> so, I was pulling the third card, and a fourth one came out. Okay. Um, you guess that means something. Fourth one extra. Little bonus. Usually when info. they jump out, they just think you need to know this. You okay. Know? So um I'm also gonna go with the card underneath, which is the shadow card. Okay. So for is your cousin with Scorpio. Maybe. Maybe it's <laughs> calling you out. You this know? is I will say this this spread is oddly scorpion shaped. <laughs> um, Coincidence? I mean that's I that not. that is one that is one interpretation of that shape. With the claws and the, it's even got the little yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we we crabs get it. We, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Real recognizes real. <laughs> um. So in your past, I see the high priestess, which represent, um, like meditation. So kind of like a lot of the um. I would say that represents for you a lot of like how. You, you were saying your bounce backs like you you know take hiatuses but you'd always kind of come to this conclusion like hey no i i want to do this so i'm gonna do that and so you'd you'd like almost meditate on it and kind of think through you know what you should be doing what you are doing and so you came to the conclusions that you did to be able to you know make the decisions like continuing the podcast every single time or um, just the decision to pursue your dream rather than fall into a nine to five like everybody else. Mm. Um, I don't belong in a nine to five. I, I don't either. I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, True story. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, for the present, I see a three of cups, which is a celebration. Um, well, to me, that <laughs> kind of just shows you know, the enjoyment that you're having in the present, like you said, this is what you love to do. So it's like that honeymoon phase of having a business that you're like, I get to do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And I want to share this with other people. And so you're getting to actually experience that, that hype and that joy of what you're wanting to create and what you are creating, have created already. Um, and then I see for your future, First dark thing, I see relationships, but it's inverted, mm. which means it came out upside down. What does that mean? Okay. So inverted usually means it's like the opposite of what it typically means. So this one is lovers, which is the relationships card. And um, it could mean multiple things, which is kind of hard to pinpoint for you right now. Um I'm feeling like it has something to do with picking between 
dedication to relationships and dedication to your work mm. and kind of you having to decide applicable if you know where your time is best spent and you know if somebody who you meet that you like provides you know enough enjoyment and love and care for you as well as space for you to be able to do this and everything that you've worked so hard to set up for yourself mm -hmm. and i think that's um just kind of a hard aspect in relationships in general so i can see that that's where this is kind of warning you like hey you know don't get so lost in your work that you don't you know look for a partner but also don't get so lost in a partner that you give up on this yeah um you know that's i'll comment on that i don't want to get too deep because that's that's like could be a whole conversation <laughs> yeah but i will say we've talked about that before to a, a couple of times to a degree of like kind of um focusing on ourselves and building up ourselves because like i definitely in my like teen years fell into a trap a little bit of like in early 20s even uh falling into a trap of like i need to find i need to be dating i need to find mm -hmm. a partner i need that but i kind of slowly but surely kind of worked my way out of that of feeling like i really need to focus on myself first mm -hmm. partially because if I want a good partner, I need to be a good partner. So I need to be, a, I need to build myself, mm -hmm. but also focusing career wise as well. Yeah. Finding that. And I'm not balance. good. And sometimes I can be obsessive. So I'm not good at balancing between like two things like that. Yeah. So that's like, that, that I can, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. I, I'm glad that was, you know, relevant and resonated because I, wasn't exactly sure, but that's sometimes how these things go. Just because, you know, it could be so many different things. But that's how, that's what I felt like how this would resonate with you the most. Um, and then I have another Yeah, what is card. This, this jumpy boy? What is this one? This guy that just came and jumped out at you, he is the chariot, which is like different energies. Mm. You can see it has um, a white and a black horse pulling mm. the chariot forward. And it was inverted. So what I take from that is like how you were saying the balance of your work and your relationships. Um, finding those different energies and how to kind of, you know, like bring them to scale to like an even amount so that you're not just like you said over focusing in one direction or the other um which i see your shadow card which is the hanged man which is like kind of just being in limbo so i can see mm. maybe in the future you having to more focus on that aspect of your life like really deeply kind of just so that you can get past it so you can learn how to like you know your best way of coping with that aspect of like your shadow self like being able to you know say hey from noon to this time i'm gonna do this and then the, i'm gonna have the same amount of time to do the other thing and da 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 mm. like being able to schedule that figure that out and okay. tricks to help with your brain you know so so i may i may may or may not find myself in a position of 
internal battle. Yeah, of, of like, yeah, okay, of battling between balance or, or or making a decision Yeah. On, on a direction to go kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like just because, you know, you feel the pull towards wanting to do your dream and pursue this, but you feel the pull towards wanting a relationship and a family mm. and a future. So it's like being able to, and even when you do have a family in the future, being able to find time like with your kids and then with the podcast, because hopefully it'll still be up and running by then. So, you know, just constant. I feel like that'll be just like maybe a constant thing. Just kind of monitor. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's realistic. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yay. Wow. Solid readings. Yeah. All around. Really solid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, Man, where should we go from here? That was a solid well, what's the, uh, session. Well, we're coming up on the time. Yeah, we're coming up on two hours almost. Do you have any other uh, topics or anything you want to cover before we wrap up? Um, well, I was going to say the last thing that I do that I like to people yeah. to know about Please. is that I'm, I make art. So I yeah. make oh, yeah. custom we need to cover that. jewelry. I sell right vape holders. Yep. I've actually made... Shout out. These earrings a while ago. How many years has it been? Uh, probably three. No, it was just like two. Two? two? A couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And then that's, that's actually, strong. that's and like I- a big part of the reason you're here, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like I, I, I met you um, by happenstance, not knowing that you already knew a bunch of people I knew. Yeah. Which tends to happen to me a lot somehow yeah. for, in my life. I tend to meet somebody. And then it becomes a full circle moment where they know other people that I know. I didn't know that they were connected also. Yeah, I remember like, telling you that story about uh, what happened. And you were like, oh, yeah, I yeah. heard about that. And I was like, how did you I know, know about me? How did I, like, I know what? immediately what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The incident. The incident. They tried to cancel <laughs> the, me, y'all. The, the in, in, it's okay. In, I've grown. The incident. Can't cancel a white girl in Taylor Swift's America. Oh, man. Can't do. Ain't no way. I'm Ain't no way. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead. You can try, but you can't get rid of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I um I actually sell jewelry at some of the kava bars around here. Like, for example, Kava Cat, which is where him and I originally met. Um, I still sell jewelry there. And I um, have some earrings and necklaces up there that are some of like the OG pieces that I've actually mm. made. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's a really cool place to go check out Kava Cat. Um, and I also sell jewelry at Island Root and Stewart. I got a little stand over by the door so you can go check that out. They got some glow-in-the-dark earrings and some necklaces with some resin pieces on them and mm. such. Um, I'm actually wearing one of the necklaces right now and it's pretty cool because the jars are filled with a UV resin. So Ooh. you walk outside and then you come into like a, you know, kind of slightly darker room that you be yeah it's it glows really bright too cool. so it's really fun that's sick yeah um that's one of the aspects that i've been like adding into my art pieces the glowing mm. aspect more so recently but i also picked up crocheting again mm. it's it's kind of a cute story because when i was younger i was diagnosed with adhd and they wrote me a little doctor's note saying i could crochet in class because hey. it was supposed to help with my focus and it did i was a straight a student so they had no issue with it um, I was told if my grades were slipping, I was going to have to stop. So I, you know, I stayed on my stuff and I was able to do it. So when I was like bored during COVID, 
I was like, oh, maybe pick up crocheting again. So I did. And one of the things I started making were these cute little vape holders. Um, I actually got the idea from they keep had your, a keep tutorial, your nicotine warm. <laughs> tutorial on a, a lighter holder. So you could That's take cool. your lighter around with you or whatever and just have like a little cute pouch. Um, so it's like based off a little mushroom shape and the cap goes up and down the lanyard and then you just have your vape in the little pouch part. And I put patches on them. Um, this one has a little cactus patch and he has a little peyote bud on top of him. Or if you don't vape, you could put your drugs in there or your chain. I've actually made one from, um, a friend of mine's son and he went to the beach with them and he would put shells nice in his little pouch. It was a Spider-Man pouch. I did a black web over a red cap. That's cool. Yeah. And then the little Spider-Man pouch on a patch on it. So those are some of the things I also sell. Um, I also do anything custom. Like I can make you hats i love making these little gnome hats that's one of the newer things that i've been making hell yeah just funky yarn you know all going in different layers (laughs) i'm getting old (laughs) um one of the things i wanted to learn actually was how to make little witch hats like the one that silas has Mm. like those kind of things so that's one of the newer newer things that i'm making i recently made um 100 cotton hood mm. to spin fire in mm. as well so nice. i'll be selling those at um flow night sometime soon that's a really that's a great idea yeah. that's cool yeah i also saw these um one of the things i'll let you know a little secret that i'm planning on doing is the exclusive solar um color dust they offer a thermal fabric dye so it changes the color of the fabric in the sunlight Oh, okay. have it all sorts of different like colors to transition from and to you may have seen it it's kind of like on a viral video where the dress goes from pink and then she goes in the sunlight and it's blue i don't think i've seen like, that we, what i have seen has been around for a long time is ones that do that with water yeah where if, if, if it's one color and then if it's wet it changes colors yeah i i've seen those as well but this one's um from sunlight kind of like a, yeah it's just it's thermal That's fabric cool. dye so or i, I want to make yeah. um poi sock poi okay crochet some sock poi and put that on it nice so that, that way cool. when you're yeah. spinning at a festival in the sunlight change colors when you go in the shade and stuff it's just cute little things that i got planning got going you're cooking up, cooking up. Nice. big things coming I got. I got to stop. This is going to be a really bad habit now. We have video cameras. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm doing it too. I don't care. Yeah. Embrace it. I love it. it. It's a thing now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big things. Big things coming this way. Well, thank you so much for being on. Coming and join us. Thank you. Um, this was really fun. Thank you for the readings. Um, any final? Oh, actually, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. We have another uh, topic. Yes. Big, another important topic. I'm sorry. Hold on. False alarm. Do you have any paranormal experiences with ghost stories, with ghosts, with aliens, with crazy visions, cryptids, uh, cryptids? Do you have anything of the paranormal or or occult or or abstract or supernatural or anything that has? Do you have multiple? (laughs) Let's keep it to one. (laughs) Let's let's keep it to let's keep it to a couple main ones. Hard to pick. Pick pick me a couple of. Okay. Ones, ones that sh- change, you feel like changed you. Ones um, that you're comfortable sharing. <laughs> ones that like were impactful, I guess. Well, 
Oh man, I will share with you probably probably three. Okay. Um, the one of the first times I ever saw, like I, I call them shadow people. Mm-hmm. I used to see them a lot as a kid. Um, I see them a lot less now. I think that's just kind of you know growing up and being out of touch with yourself more. Um, but you know. I, my dad worked at this uh, Palm Beach sailing club in, in Palm Beach down south. And he uh, he was the property manager. And I would go and hang out there after school with him. So I wouldn't have to, like, go to a daycare or whatever. And they did, like, sailing classes and such. So it was really cool to be able to get to do that stuff. But they had a haunted boathouse. Mm. And I never believed it. I was always so skeptical. And then I remember one day I was out there with my friends. And it was... Um, after they had like they do races every year where they go and take out the boats and they they let the kids race and so i remember it was just me and like four other kids and we were just walking towards the boathouse it was a normal day and i look up and i see this lady just she was she was pale and she just had a hole in huh? her face just like a hole instead of a mouth the hole was there interesting and then just really dark eyes like like no you couldn't see the eyes but it was like dark where they would be and it was just you could see her hair blowing and she was hanging out the window and we i was like of the boathouse of the of okay. upstairs of the boathouse okay. and i was like first of all those windows don't open so mm. i was like what the actual heck is going on right now so i i was like do you guys see this right now and they're like yes we do what like you're seeing it too. Oh, so that everybody saw this. Yeah. So it was me Ooh. and other friends. So I was, that lends I was to it. freaking out. I was like, do we go investigate or do we run away? Like, do what, we do shoot we do? It? what do we do? <laughs> One of my, two of my friends ran away. They did, they were like, no, we're not doing that. You guys are crazy. And I was like, I'm going to go check it out. So I went up and I walked towards it. You went it. in it? I went in it. Yeah. I used to be really into the dark and all like, you know, like asylum. Did you have at least a ghost. flashlight or something? Oh, it was daylight. Oh, it was daylight. It was daylight. It was. I was like thinking right like kind of like sunset. No, because okay, okay, they okay. had just finished the the race, gotcha. so it was still pretty light out. I was thinking out. it was still getting like kind of getting darker. No, and that's why I was so convinced that I actually saw it because it's not like in the dark where you you know your eyes kind of play tricks on you and some shadows and no, like I straight up saw it and I so I, I go towards it with my other two friends that stayed and I remember looking at Wade and I was like, are you going to go first? And he's like, no, this was your idea. So I, <laughs> I go up the steps and Valid. it's skinny. So I'm like, I'm like trying to get around all the, like, there's like ropes and buoys and stuff in there. Like it's, they use it it's yeah. full of stuff. So I'm trying to get up there and I go up there and I realize that the wall has like this border around it. And then on the bottom, it looks like little like cabinets, but they're like locked and they're painted over. So they're like closed and it looked like black hair just sticking out of one of them like she there was nobody there the window was closed again but it looked like there was hair sticking out of the wall and i lost it i ran i've i turned around when you say hair like like because i remember seeing her and her hair was pitch black and it was blowing in front of her face kind of in front of her shoulders mm. and that's what it looked like was like in the cubby hole of the wall and so I just booked it. I was like, you didn't oh, get any closer. Some, so no. now what you're telling me is it there's a there's just, a head in that wall. I th- 
I figured I was like, did somebody like do something really bad a while ago before they even bought this place or something? Like, I, I wonder. Like, I don't know. I asked people about it. They have no idea. Nobody ever says that anything bad happened in there or anything. So I do not know how because like things can have spirits attached to them, too. So it could have been something they had in the bow house. It could have been something that happened there before they even they don't know about. Like, I don't know. But just had this dark ominous feeling come over me and i just ran i was like eight nine years old what yeah oh my god <laughs> i was like i'm out dude never mind the fact you were willing to do that at all at eight or not you're <laughs> i was so curious well because i saw shadow people so i was like what is she gonna do okay i guess yeah fair try enough. me try yeah. me <laughs> like, you can't touch me i didn't yeah. shadow people you ain't even dark it wasn't <laughs> until i was with my girl scout group and it was my first time using a Ouija board oh, that hell, I yeah. finally was like, they can touch me. Mm. <laughs> I remember I remember it was so scary. We had just gotten done with our Girl Scout meeting and we were all hanging out because it was at my friend Lindsay's house. And we were all putting our fingers on the little I forget what it's called, but the thing then um that you move around the Ouija board. Um I don't remember either. Um so we're we're doing that. We're asking it questions like, what's your name? And so it starts like spelling things out. And like, I kind of like pushed a little bit to see if there was any resistance and I could feel my friend pushing. So I was like, Lindsay, let go. And so she stopped. And then, so it was just me and like four other people at this point. And so I, you know, pushed it a little bit and it moved. So I was like, I'm sorry. I was just checking to see if you guys were pushing. And so we are just, you know, going with it and it's real slow. Uh, it's moving like this speed of a snail and but it just draws it out it makes it feel so much scarier and it we asked it like are you here with us because what it spelled out wasn't really like a name so we weren't sure what it was trying to say so it said yes and then so was it like we something like, latin or something i honestly don't know i think it was just like we missed a letter or something uh -huh. and it would like glide it over it and then we didn't like write that one down but um when it said yes we asked it to prove it and it said no. Yeah. And I and we Wise. argued with it. The, the ghost knew it's like, don't make me do this. Literally, <laughs> Come yeah, on. I'm just no. I'm, I'm just trying to have a good time. Don't <laughs> I'm just vibing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Let me be. And uh, so oh, so man. we were persistent. We were, you know, young girls were stubborn. So we were like, no, like if you're real, we want proof. And all of a sudden, it got really cold in the room the lights all went out. Like they're all plugged into different outlets and they all went out at mm. once. The door locked. And we all simultaneously started screaming. <laughs> you know, that ghost is just like, <laughs> I told you. I told you so. <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> Fuck around and find dumbass out. Kids. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be me when I, when I, I was pass. just about yeah. to say, it's like, all right. Um, and so, her mom hears us screaming and she comes running up and I hear her footsteps getting closer and closer and I could hear it go and unlock this right before she touched the door and it all the lights turned on it got warm Jeez. again it went away all of it went away all like that so even I was ghosts like, are scared of moms no way yeah. <laughs> right so it, it was like no way that didn't happen and I don't know I like oh, it was just so scary it, Man. it was like it it moves something. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, they have power over the yeah. physical realm. I, like, I no, I genuinely because that's the first time that I've 
I'm sure it has to have happened, but that's the first time that I've heard of a ghost just being like, you know I'd rather I mean? not, <laughs> then, but then doing it. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of respect that, like, a lot. You know, yeah. it's like, cause it, like, it's like, it probably is not his first Holding rodeo. Back, it's it's probably like its fourth, like, uh, Ouija board conjuring. It's just right. like, oh, this again. Okay. Word. Well, no, I don't have to prove it again. You know, they always say prove it. They always, they always say, they always want, <laughs> okay. Trauma time turns off everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I tried. The, uh, the last thing isn't really like a ghost story. It's more about like a, um, oh, what are they called? A specter? No, the people Orb. that hear them. Medium? Oh, clairvoyant. Thank you. Oh, clairvoyant. Either. Both. It's kind of, yeah. Same thing. Um, so I was, my mom had passed away in 2018. Uh, right after like living with me and so I my family's from Virginia so I went up there for the funeral and my aunt um, my mom's sister had called me and she said like hey I have a friend you know he he didn't really know Don that well but he you know was a friend of mine he has autism and he keeps telling me to, to ask for you and I don't know if you would be interested or not, but do you want to go talk to him? He says that your mom is talking to him oh. and asking for you. And I was like, just it, cause it was so out of the blue. I was like, are you like, yeah, any chance I can have to go talk to her? Of course I'm going to go try it. Especially and, me and, being me into this stuff. How long after she passed did this happen? Um, within, within the first month. Okay. So, um, pretty recent because it was, she, uh, was in Vegas when it happened and then she had to be cremated there and then sent back home. So it was a while before she was even home. Um, and then they had to set up everything with the funeral and such. It was mm -hmm. about like a month after. Um, but so my aunt asked me to come with her and I, and I go with her and her daughter, Allie also has autism and she's nonverbal. And she's one of my favorite people in the world. She's so sweet. Um, she, she can say things like words and such, but it's kind of hard for her to like have full on conversations like this and full on sentences and such. So it was really interesting to go there with her as well. And I'll tell you why, because like um, the guy, first of all, when I met him, looked like he was like, stop bothering me woman like like you, you know when you've seen like a wife in a, in a guy's ear and mm -hmm. he's yelling at him he's like back up you're loud like <laughs> you need to like give yeah. me some space yeah. like that's what this guy his mannerisms were doing where he was like stop fucking let me talk then if you want me to tell her things like you <laughs> yeah. know like he's looking over his shoulder like shut up woman and <laughs> and he's like are you sure you want me to say that and, and so the mannerisms alone gave it away that like this guy wasn't just crazy and as well as um you know he knew my name he knew the nickname my mom called me my whole life really little girl don't know why but and then um she she was saying certain things about like the situations that we had just gone through before she passed that there's no way this guy would have known like my aunt didn't know nobody on my mom's side of the family knew about any of this he was a complete stranger to me and he was like you know, telling me things like, oh, you need to leave him. You're not safe. Oh. I want you to be better. 
Um, you know, like, um, and then I asked questions like, what is it like for you? Like, how did you get here? And then she said, doorways of light. And I, I that was one of the coolest things. Cause I was like, how did they just go to where their loved ones are? Like, how do you, you know, move around in the spiritual plane? So like, I went from, I wanted to ask like her personal questions to see if it was like authentic. And then I wanted to ask as many questions as I could about like the afterlife or whatever it was, limbo that she was in or whatever, um, which really solidified it, especially as like, I don't know how to explain it. Cause like even my cousin, she would look exactly where he was like putting his ear to. And she kept pointing and saying Dawn, which is my mom's name. Mm. So I, I was like, two people are like, I don't know. I feel like she could see her, but he could hear her. So it was like two mediums at once. <laughs> but it was like really cool to just kind of witness kind of that. Sort of filling in the gaps for each other sort of thing. Well, no, just just the fact that like, like her looking where he was listening at was kind okay. of just like reaffirming that it wasn't fake. He wasn't just saying whatever voices were saying in his head, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was one of the cooler things. That's what got me to believe in like mediums and, you know, that deities can actually talk to you through cards and that you can talk to loved ones and, you know, the whole like day of the dead thing where you, you honor them. And as long as you remember them, they'll still be around. Yeah. Things like that. Like <clears throat> that was probably one of the coolest experiences that made me realize that's, like, that's very powerful yeah. that's yeah even spiritualism wow one one thing you mentioned that is something that i've kind of always thought about and struggled with in my skepticism of um and I, when i say skepticism i'm not discrediting your experience because i okay. i again i i'm open-minded mm -hmm. but one thing that's always kind of like been a how does this work Type, how does this make sense type of question mm -hmm. is um you said like how how does she find her way to you like in the afterlife right mm -hmm. like my, my my thought has always been like if we have like ghosts and spirits and etc what and they're not physical what tethers them here like what is it that keeps them from just being able to either being able to or choosing to just explore space like because like everything in space in our physical realm is always moving there's no there is no well, stationary that's, well that's why it's called metaphysics it's the idea that through physical phenomena there can occur uh meta phenomena on top of what we understand to be natural order mm -hmm. that you know to us as humans can be interpreted in certain ways like ghosts etc uh like, in reality it could just be like we have you know life force in us and then life force floats around when it's out of the bodies my life force interacts with yours but then to us as individuals that manifests as you the person this this form and then me the person seeing you interacting with you because uh, I versus like, well, well I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. but I was this might sound kind of dorky, like might get to a sci fi realm, but because I had thought about like, what if in the future we have colonies on other planets or whatever, and people start dying on those planets? Is it is the afterlife connected to a to like a astral body or is it a separate realm entirely that can access 
Earth or is it like if we have a colony on Mars and hundred hundred you know a thousand years from now whatever we have a civilization there people die and are born and whatever is it like a separate afterlife like a separate realm or is the secret to interplanetary travel the ethereal plane right is there astral projection is there is that how you have to travel you know like that those are the kind of things I was thinking of like what ties what bound what binds them here like why would they be here and not anywhere else well I mean I've always been explained emotions are just energy that need like somewhere to go so if that's the case then the energy probably is what tethers them mm. it's like they're like the unfinished business or whatever the fact that my mom was trying to find anyone that could hear her to tell me something that she thought was like so important that i needed to know because it was life or death like that like once she conveyed her message, I felt this like boulder kind of just lift off my shoulders. And I mm. feel like that was her just going to whatever. And I believe in reincarnation. So I believe in like, you know, we're just transformed into a different kind of energy. So like I might be a tree and then that tree could die and then that turns into a butterfly or whatever the heck. And then eventually I come back and be a human again and like. 10 cycles so i mean it could be the planet's energy field which traps us in mm -hmm. or it could be you know which would create a separate place at least of purgatory or limbo if we were on a different planet or it could be like why was this one dies in transit from one planet to another oh. <laughs> like is their spirit just like stuck there floating i don't think <laughs> or so. do they revert back to where they came from or you know i mean probably revert back to where it's came, it came from because that energy is where like that's where this, it came from the yeah. source of it so like you know that's that source is going to call that back and make it into something else it's like of course the there's no amount of energy has been on earth the whole time yeah i, I guess of course Just like using it we will we'll never we won't have answers to these type we'll of questions know. for a long time because we've never had to We've never been able to even ask that question, mm -hmm. you know, all human history. We've always been here. Mm -hmm. So never even had to think about it. But Indeed. it's always something in the back of my head that it was like, hmm, why? I always say if you act like you know for sure, you definitely don't know. It's like you can't. You, yeah. You the only thing one can know for certain is that they know nothing. Correct. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, you don't know shit. <laughs> you know what I do know? That you should like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then that's yes. The, yeah. That's the tag. There you go. Yeah. And what I know is you should hire me for all your events, whether it be fire spinning, tarot reading, selling jewelry, vending, or even just, I don't know, being your friend. <laughs> hire you to be the friend. I don't care. Hire you to hang out. Yeah, friend, friend for hire. That's a real thing friend nowadays. Friend. That's probably a valid business strategy yeah. nowadays. <laughs> Honestly, friend for hire. Also, yeah. go visit keywesttourist.com, alienlife.net, and spreadtheflow.com. There you go. All of those will be on in the description. Um, any anything else? To plug. Keep watching this podcast. Yeah. Thank Indeed. you. Do that. And keep drinking water. And do that. Yeah, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. And, oh, here's something I haven't said in a long time. Wash your hands. Big one. True. True. Thank why you guys. I, why do I need to wash my hands when my dick's clean? <laughs>